Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to your weekly Corner Spatey. It's myself, Nick, joined with Yulia and Rob. Hello. What's up? <laughs> wow, way to, way to interrupt. And uh, yeah, we have a, a, a little bit of a, a German grab bag, I guess. It's mostly Germany, right? Yeah, we're talking about. Again, two weeks in a row. Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about whatever comes up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess first and foremost, a small little update after the episode that then Yuli and I recorded last week Yoo-hoo. of uh, the German police are uh, once again on one. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. did some on-the-ground reporting. They went up to a police officer <laughs> and started just saying slurs to be like, I'm one of you. You know, like Borat style, like you <laughs> act that way to get them to lower their defenses. And then I actually like, ah, yes. Is there a way to like enter those Telegram groups or something like that? You just, yeah, you I just, think you just click join on Telegram. Like, yeah, yeah, but you have to have the link, don't you? Yeah, you get the yeah. link and then you just write the N word really big and they're like, yes, one of us. Yeah. So, yeah, that is, yeah, that is what happened. <laughs> yeah, so no, morning. no, but, but this, this mm-hmm. time around it was a Berlin oh, Telegram yeah. group. Berlin, you know. probably Telegram. Maybe Keep they're stupid and they have WhatsApp groups. I don't know. <laughs> But I think they use Telegram. I keep actually. getting added to, you know, police Telegram groups, <laughs> like, just randomly because they have my number and they're just like, hey, just call, all right? You know, anytime, we'll drive the car up, don't say anything, act cool, get in the car, and then we can just start saying racist stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this so is a safe space, okay? Yeah. That actually happened. It was a really horrible. N-words, 30 um, euros for five. All right, we got outdated slurs for polls. That's 40 euros for three. <laughs> Let me, should I, should I check what they said? It was horrible. Well, I won't repeat it. I won't repeat it like that, of course, but just kind of that. I think it was even worse than, than the last time. So, yeah. So, what was revealed this morning when I opened Twitter, the first thing that I saw was, oh, another racist chat group was discovered. This time it's Berlin. And the Hauptstadt. Yeah, yeah. Keeps happening, huh? And as if that wasn't enough for our daily Einzelfall, um, <laughs> there was another thing happening with Verfassungsschutz, so the German yeah, secret service, <laughs> basically. Um, that they also, I don't know what actually, did they also have a chat group? Wait, I, I <laughs> probably. Here's maybe a tip to like everyone who's racist in Germany. Don't make chat groups. <laughs> keep it, keep it uh, you know, in, in the confines of your home, you know, uh, uh, where. Go to like a shooting range, like the Hannibal Day X people. <laughs> maybe just do a free-flowing podcast with you and your, you and your buds. Yeah. <laughs> but Less traceable. So yeah, we had two cases of of racism in um, executed uh, executive exec, uh, yeah institutions, um, Verfassungsschutz and police again, and still nobody wants to investigate. Well, they were talking Who about investigates the investigators. That's my exactly, question. exactly. So the thing is. Seehofer said before, so our uh, minister Minist- of the interior yeah. um, said, oh, yeah, but we have to do, like, the Verfassungsschutz has to do it, you know, they're, they're the institution for this. And I was like, yeah, that will turn out well because... One week later, no, nope, they're not racist. No, no, yeah, yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> they're all doing fine. We're all in the same <laughs> chat groups, whatever, yeah. So the protocols in this chat group were stuff like um, saying that the... the 
the terrorists, the right-wing terrorists from Halle um, has nothing to do with right, being right-wing. That was one comment they did. Then they did um, compare Muslims to apes and or monkeys, um, stuff like that. So super racist. Are we talking like people are just throwing memes out there and just seeing what people, how people respond? Like, what is the... I, I don't know that like what's the point in these chat groups? Yeah, I don't I don't get. Is it just like yeah? That's yeah. that's the thing I just find that so maybe weird they about leaked it themselves because they're like I'm not getting enough traction. Actually, actually, it was everyone, leaked by everyone laughed in the group chat and like maybe I should tweet it. <laughs> yeah, I think well, actually, it was leaked by um, um, by someone from the police in Berlin. Mm. Someone actually, um, I think the uh, undercover racist. <laughs> Handed handed the um, chat protocols to this um, to this German TV show that, that they are always investigating and like doing stuff on. I, I forgot the name of it. Oh shit! Anyway, I'm tired. Um, but yeah, it was handed in by by uh, colleagues. So yeah, and um, there was stuff like joking around how you how you test someone like oh um, ah, fuck I can't. They were joking about testing new um, prospe prospects, police prospects, <laughs> um, about their, their political uh, affiliations by shooting six immigrants, for example. So that is the kind of jokes they're doing in those chat groups. That's cool. That's really yeah. bad. That is really bad. Um, yeah, I have nothing else more to say about this except for that it's really bad and that this just kind of puts, you know, the nail in the coffin with the episode that we had yesterday about that. Yeah, uh, not yesterday, last yeah. week. Yeah. Oh, the, the TV show is called mm -hmm. Monitor. Hmm? The TV show that I was talking about. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that there's obviously this massive problem within Germany that it very clearly has just come to the point that there is no one who's going to do anything about it because it just continuously played off as like that it's like, yeah, I, don't, I think Einzelfall is like the perfect word for it, is it not? Like, what does it translate to in English? Just like... Um, there's a word, but I forgot. Mm, single case. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't Isolated know. Incident. Isolated, Isolated incident. incident. Thank, Thank you. you. That's way better. <laughs> single case. <laughs> well, yeah. And actually, um, what I think this is, all, it, it's interesting how because it gets. Uh, we we all know it's a structural problem, an institutional problem. Because in Germany we say institutional instead of structural. Anyway. Um, And it gets leaked peu à peu. So it always, you know, there's always like some outrage when it comes out. But as long as it's not seen as a structural problem, people will forget about it again. And that's the problem with like not having an investigation, like a, like a very broad investigation on mm. this issue. But what do you think an investigation, like what institution is prepared yeah to do that's that a problem because the Fassung, Soviet Union Verfassungsschutz yeah. is supposed to do it at least when it comes to Seehofer and people were actually the idea was to have like an academic investigation mm. instead of an institutional <laughs> investigation but then you have a big ass pa paper on <laughs> I'm racism gonna, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna deconstruct their racist meme And yeah, and, like, and and then Seehofer called for something like it's just like to do with three PhDs being like, "Yo, 
y'all are structural. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, actually, the thing is, Seehofer calls for for a broader investigation in society, and I actually think that he wants to do that in the sense of saying, oh, see, it's actually normal to think this way. If it comes out that, oh, yeah, Germans are racist. That's Then also the conclusion of my paper, <laughs> queering the antinomies of violence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And in, in, in the end, people would say, oh, yeah, see, it's, it's nothing bad because it's a normal thing. Everyone's racist. It's light culture. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that would be the outcome. Maybe it would be an outcome to say, oh, see, we're not that racist by not actually focusing on institutional racism in the sense of investigating the police or the fuss yeah. shots. So. It's the thing that then I think like libs in the US do of that, of like why they still like the cops and whatnot. Like why, yeah, like the Joe Biden I mean, the libs exist is yeah. because it, the project is continuously like a teleological one going towards like post-racism or whatever. Remember, I mean... There were legitimate conversations that were had after Obama got elected of like, oh, the U.S. isn't racist anymore. Like, <laughs> reflecting about Obama that now and, yeah. in 2020 or 2016 when then, I mean, when Trump got elected, it's just, it's so stupid to even imagine that then people seriously had this opinion and it was just kind of like filtered to the U.S. of like, see, good on us. See, yeah. nothing can ever go bad because when your worldview is that then progress is always coming. Mm -hmm. You never have to actually like internally look into mm. the reality of you know yeah like you said like the like what keeps these structures intact and like societally like how racism permeates through you know the normal seas of culture and yeah. whatnot. I mean, just look yeah. at like I, I, like we talked about last week with the police shows like after like, the whole ISIS scare thing that Germany had, how many fucking police shows became, like, these weird counter-terrorism things oh, that were yeah. just, like, blatantly Islamophobic mm -hmm. and whatnot. But then Germans could always turn around and be like, oh, no, no, we're not Islamophobic. That's just, like, you know... We just hate Muslims. We just, we just, we just, we just, we just don't like, you know, Islamic terror, quote-unquote. Yeah, we just don't yeah. like Muslims, yeah. you know? And I think that then that is overall like kind of the liberal worldview is it not mm -hmm. yeah at least that's the way that i see it yeah i mean another way of saying the same thing that's kind of like a more theoretical i mean you talked about worldview and politics and that's one way to look at it and that's true but like the other side of the same coin are just a certain kind of you can call it privilege i don't know but like people just like Yeah, but it'd be sad if I have to think about there's no one on my side, that all the police are terrible, that like, I just don't want to think about that. That's too, that means I live in a bad country and I like yeah. it here. So I'm just going to yeah. pretend that's not true. <laughs> it's yeah. easier yeah. to oh, no, say Einzelfall. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sweeter scoop of ice cream or it's a bigger binky to yeah. suck on to say as an Einzelfall than to admit anything <laughs> yeah. else. So. Yeah, it's too much work. Hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, for a lot of people, it's too much work to realize that. Have we just there's, become a, there's no institution to like yeah. hold people's hands to try to be like, okay, I know it sucks, but this is the this is what you have this to address what, now. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh -huh. I, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I guess nothing. Um, I well, guess I have to just you need a it different. As an I don't want to say an institution, perhaps an organization to facilitate these. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, Germany needs the Red Guard. <laughs> <laughs> They need some kind of guard. They need a kick in their rear guard. <laughs> I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of like groups um, do a lot of work, like better than the fucking Verfassungsschutz or the police when it comes to investigating right wing terror or right wing uh, or white white supremacist groups. 
I mean, a lot of work was done by Antifa or uh, like some uh, initiatives that are against right. Yeah, this is one of the things I found that's so weird in this country too. And Germany obviously isn't alone here, but I guess because I live here, it's it's more, you know, in my face. Of whenever there's like exactly that. Like last week, we talked about that group in was it Essen Mm -hmm. that then. Wrote the police. Essen stellt sich quer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Essen stellt sich quer. That they wrote the police. Then a thing of like, hey, yeah, like y'all are racist. Yeah, and about here's more, like all more than a hundred incidents of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whenever like shit like that happens, that then are with with groups that then aren't like police affiliate or like have affiliation to then some aspects of like the state or whatever, like you know, Combat 18, that like weird, you know group who then was in the military whenever they have stuff brought up against them they immediately just start like you know doing death threats and whatnot that never get investigated yeah you know or like because um, people are too busy and our institutions are too busy investigating uh left radical radical left (laughs) or like there's that group of like i think it's called exit or something like that for people who want to leave being uh being nazis (laughs) And the dude who runs that just gets, like, daily death threats from Nazis. And it's like, okay, like, they can't be that good at hiding who they are. Like, I I don't know. I mean, it it obviously then gets you thinking that then that there has to be something bigger at play that that is keeping these people hidden or that they may have connections to, you know. I mean, obviously, they have connections to the police and the army and the Verfassungsschutz. Yeah, and I'm just wondering at what point is is it going to have to, like, like, what point is going to breach that, you know, discussion about then it being these continual isolated incidents. Like, I don't see these two incidents of the last two weeks or three weeks being that because Germany is continuously... I mean, there, what was the thing of it that, like, the other day they had a ruling on a terrorist attack that happened 40 years ago during Oktoberfest? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's not... I don't know. Like, that's just not the backlog. Yeah, it's just goofy and stupid, and it gives me like no like no hope whatsoever in this country that then that there's going to be any progress from you know within these institutions. Yeah. But then at the same time too, it's like the amount of the amount that then that these left wing groups who then call them out, how much they're just bullied into submission is also like abnormal when you think mm-hmm. about it as well. Like that that. I don't know. It's it's hard to wrap my head around, just to be really honest. Yeah. But yeah, what else did we have on the list? Yeah, speaking things? of progress. Well, this, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, progress say. through uh, or within institutions. Like, do we want to talk about Please. that? Please. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, this came up a lot with, like, when, well, me talking <laughs> when Speak. I when I was talking. So, um, this came up a lot in in my head, <laughs> but also in like. In, in some podcast episode that I did, but um, I think general discussions in general German politics discussions as, as well, well, yeah, especially generational differences as well, too. Yeah. So yeah, what what I was thinking about lately is like um, the issue of of activism versus integrational politics and um, and um, because we we have seen that with the labor movement, for example, or with the Bernie movement. Yeah, exactly. And here in Germany with SPD, like people joining the party, and um, there was this this like big like. Well, no one's joining the SPD right now. Well, there was this big <laughs> spike in in joining uh, the SPD because they had actually like a members referendum 
on like who is supposed to be the new head of the SPD, and they voted uh, for like like um, for two very uh, well, kind of left wing um, people when it comes to the SPD and left wing, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, it turns out that we still have someone who is very uh, center as our chancellor uh, candidate for SPD right now. So there's a lot of disappointment going on for the people that actually like joined the SPD and try to like push uh, the SPD further to the left through the members referendum, for example. Yeah, yeah. I think this like goes. I, I think a perfect person to actually talk about this with mm -hmm. in the future is Lauren because he mm -hmm. is very much of the opinion that Germany or just that we need a new social democratic party yeah. in general. So, and I think that there's actually a lot of merit to that because we've seen the like you mentioned the push that then can happen from like the Bernie or Corbyn movement, which yeah, yeah obviously got completely overrun by centrists. But still, nonetheless, that there is this means of doing then this type of politic within a within an already really well-established party. Mm. Um, and I think because of Germany's history of the SPD, it's probably more likely actually to happen in Germany than it would be to happen, let's say, than somewhere in the United States, which has just like an openly um, liberal party that yeah. then was trying to then have that movement, like that momentum yeah, happen internally. But within still, it. I mean, we saw it with Labour, what happened with Corbyn and, and the Labour movement. Yeah. We saw it with the Bernie movement. We've seen what happened to the SPD now. So, it's, um, like, there is a lot of, 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 well, I wouldn't call it resignation, but I, I would say people that put so much work into it, you know, people that for the first time organized um, at least, at least we got something out of that. We have people that now know how to organize um, and to actually like build a movement. But in the end, we lost. And with me, we, I mean, left-wing politics in that sense. Germany. No, not oh, Germany. Okay. But in the <laughs> movement, you know, because in the end, people weren't, like the left didn't win, you know. <laughs> like in, in in when it comes to electoral poli oh, politics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always and and I I heard a, of a I heard a lot of like voices saying um, after after what happened in Labour, for example. Well, I don't believe in electoral politics anymore. You see that in the US right now as well, saying like, oh, I I don't know, I don't know if I should vote for Biden just because he is a Democratic can candidate. Well, I think so, that goes like like really deeply in that sense that there's kind of the 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 perspective that people have on like democratic oh okay yeah uh the perspective that people then have on like the influence of like their you know democratically elected institutions and whatnot this and that and that like the higher up you go on the i guess like just like the totem pole of of you know power and whatnot so like when you go to like federal elections you're like the amount that like you influence it is is completely meaningless and i think that the push that the united states had that was actually good after the whole bernie thing was then doing the push on the you know with representatives of getting you know people like the squad and whatnot given they're still liberals but i would i i would much rather see someone with like elon omar's politics or aoc's politics start taking the reins of that party then eventually Biden and Kamala Harris. yeah then you know two cops yeah. And there is then, I guess, from that perspective, then the means of like, okay, well, this could be the future of this party. And it's not horrible. It's still like not great, but it's at least like 
uh, you know, Medicare for all, Green New Deal, policies like that that are like actually important. Bernie was that compromise though for at least me. Yeah. Um, I don't see that in the UK. Exactly. I was supposed to say after Corbyn wasn't Labour leader anymore, what happened to the Labour Party? I oh, mean, they got yeah. like completely just gutted Centralized. out. Centralized. <laughs> yeah, no, they actually yeah. did. And now the fact of just how like Keir Starmer is just kind of like taking the reins of being like just, you know, uh, erasing any progress that Corbyn's movement did and just really just going back to a Tony Blair 2.0 party. And I think the SPD is very much in a similar category with that, where it's like you had a weird push with, uh, 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 I about to say shorts. Um, <laughs> shorts. Schultz, Martin. <laughs> yeah, with, with, yeah, with Martin Schultz to be like, see, he's the dude that the Europeans yeah. like, okay? He has a, he's a happy guy, you know, he has his demons, I mean, you know, he was an alcoholic, this and that and that, but he, he you know, got his shit together yeah. and he's this great guy, but I can't name a single policy that, that Martin Schultz yeah, it stood wasn't, for. it wasn't about like, that, that actually, one. yeah. And I think they were just trying to go under the sense of like finding a, a, a dad, You know, like, yeah. you know, you, you know, your dad has problems and you still love him, right? Martin <laughs> Schulz is going to be your, your dad of Germany, but he's just like... I thought he was a train. You thought he was a train? Was oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. <laughs> Fuck, I totally oh, forgot yeah, true, about true, that. Oh, true, true, true sounded like choo-choo. <laughs> I mean, wanting a dad or a mommy or a train in, in, <laughs> incarnate in a person is basically the state of politics across every country that we've talked about. Like, there's right? no real politics. It is... This I mean, yeah, Merkel is called Moti for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. There's a, a projection. There's a cultural affect. There's <laughs> just trying to make yourself feel good, as I referred to earlier. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all one way of... It's all a reflection of the same phenomenon, which is that this shit doesn't really matter. It's just we want to pick... The, we're fighting over the remote for what show we want to watch on TV, but we're yeah. all just sitting there watching TV. I think that it's useful in the U.S., Specifically, like in, in just a specific moment, I don't want to overstate the case, but it's useful for people to acknowledge exactly what you were saying, Nick, to kind of like divest yourself from your importance, like whether you vote for Biden or mm. not. Yeah. Because I think you're trained in whether it's your family screaming at you or at the college or work or whatever that circle is, mm -hmm. or if it's activists, left online spaces, whatever it is, you're trained to think how important your role and what you can do and the effect that you can have on this and that you are fighting the good fight against some very dangerous, bad force. And so, of course, you can always ratchet up that tension and say, well, if you're not voting for Trump, if you're not voting for Biden, then you're aiding fascism, literally. You know, imagine you're going to look so dumb when it's, <laughs> this is 1933 and uh, you're going to look, yeah, you're both sitting at a, at a execution firing line being like, think about how dumb you look when you didn't vote for Biden four years ago. Like, that's the, that's the impression they're giving to yeah. everybody. And it's useful to disabuse yourself of that notion. Some people don't need to be disabused of that notion. They know... I'm one fucking person and yeah. millions and yeah. my ballot's not going to be counted anyway and they're going to like, there's going to be a four-hour line if I go. People, a lot of people are aware of that already or aware of that on in degrees of levels but it's useful for some people mm -hmm. to basically calm themselves down. It's like taking a big fat Xanax like politically. <laughs> like <laughs> nice. what I do is not doing anything. Yeah, At least I'm, in that I'm way. Fucking, I'm fucking yeah. barred up on politics, man. And <laughs> to go back to your original point, Yulia, yeah. like I do think some people need to take that Xanax for what institutional 
control they think they're going to have because mm-hmm. it's always a ta- it's always a like strategic question that you need to suss out but some people think well i'm fighting the good fight which is how i calm myself and i'm not you know yeah. i can still sleep at night and don't have to stay up with anxiety if i'm doing enough to stop the rise of fascism in this mm-hmm. continent so maybe that's what that, that's how i see it because like it turns into something that's like making you feel good that you're on the right path versus mm-hmm. like you're building something that will become something yeah. more. I don't know what you feel about that. Yeah. Mm. But well, that is the experience that, that people made uh, when they organized in these movements. And I think that that definitely has a great effect on, on, on people or people like, for example, first-time organizers, never did it before, were, were picked up by, by these movements, you know, which is a great thing. Even like the SPD shit with everyone joining because they wanted to be part of that referendum. They thought, okay, we can fucking change the SPD. And everything we got in the end was Olaf Scholz. And even who, someone... Who is we, by the way? You're just speaking generally? I mean, you didn't join the SPD. You don't remember no. the SPD, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are, you just, are you just that emotionally <laughs> attached yeah. to this party? I want to clarify uh, this. I think our listeners my, are my confused too. My grandfather was in the SPD for 70 years, so it's kind of like a family heritage mm, that yeah. I'm fighting with, and I'm not in the SPD. I'm, I'm not, yeah. But... Were you ever a member of the SPD? No. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's kind of like, you know, coming out of this like uh, uh, social democratic Okay, but how, do you, how does this relate to what we were talking about earlier between, yeah. like, um, activist politics and institutions? Yeah. yeah, well, I think that but the thing of it is that then the, 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 the point that I think that parties actually can be influential in is if then, at least in the sense of, like, with the SPD... Mm which I think goes back to then the point that I made with the U.S., is that if you had... Because um, there are people within like the SPD and the Greens and whatnot who aren't obviously bad, who are still like, mm. you know, left and whatnot, We're who are just overwhelmed by the All rest. rallying um, behind Olaf Scholz, yeah. unfortunately. And I think if you remember the SPD and you're too yeah. far left, you're seeing just like as a relic of social democracy. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, yeah you're yeah. part of like this old whatever, this yeah. old school of social democracy. Yeah, 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 you're exactly. not like, you're not, you know, you're not, you're not like the, um, you're not part of the new hip, weird quasi neoliberal thing whatever they're doing volt. now yeah volt yeah <laughs> but, on November's I mean, third go out and volt for me <laughs> when it comes to the spd and its politics i left like emo- like in my politics i left the spd when the uspd split up <laughs> so like 70 years before you were even born exactly sick. yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean and i think that that's 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 like is there then a potential within that party to become further left wing? Yeah, absolutely. They are their their roots as a socialist party are obviously there, as and I they said. have a lot of connections with then labor unions and this and that and that. And labor unions do pressure them actually internally mm-hmm. within their their you know structures and whatnot. And they like protest in front of the SPD's office and stuff yeah. like that. So it but isn't that there isn't a call from them within these organizations. I know, but do, do they something. listen? That's the problem. Yeah, obviously. Because that's the thing. And back then, nobody listened. Back then, the SPD shot the workers uh, like protesting for 1st of May in, in Wedding. That was fucking Weimarer Republik. This thing that Germans love. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to... Well, maybe I do want to shit on the SPD. You can shit on the SPD all you want. You're not on the SPD podcast. I, that's... that's uh, wait, we're not? Yeah, that's, that's maybe your other show? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just saying, um, if you get so established and 
as a party because the SPD well was was uh, well they were the first party in power in after the um, German Kaiserreich um, kind of yeah ended, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but they were also fucking assholes. All those dudes. <laughs> Who the uh, the SPD? Yeah, yeah, of course. Everyone in power, yeah. And and I kind of have the feeling that a lot of the times it, it's more about the rep reproduction of, of your own position and the party mm -hmm. than of actually listening to what your voters or what the people you are supposed to represent okay. are saying. But how does this yeah. relate today to activists? Well, yeah, well, we're getting yeah. there, you jerk. We're getting there. The, the, okay. the only thing that then I wanted it's to say... steering the episode. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The only thing yeah. that I wanted to say though before we get to that is that then I think one of the biggest fears of the SPD still comes from like a weird Cold War mentality about socialism and whatnot. Yeah. That they still but they don't want to work with the Linka? That they just don't like they don't want to be they don't want to see themselves as a socialist party. And I think that then like the 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 example then of, of with the USPD and the SPD in the nineteen twenties is another perfect example because you know, there was a red scare in Germany as well. Mm -hmm. Everyone kind of like yeah. forgets that Germany erupted immediately after World War One into a revolution between the communists and anti communists. Yes. So Obviously, anti-communism is a big part of the SPD's identity still, mm -hmm. and yeah. the Cold War solidified that. Yeah. Yes, you could have the welfare state in the you know 50s and 60s, all this. You could vote for your SPD person, but by God, they weren't fucking communists. You know, Willy mm -hmm. Brandt is like not... Although he had wait wait was it Willy Brandt who had members of of the Stasi in his in his cabinet? Stasi? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It that's was. why he had to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. step down. But exactly better that. than having Nazi. No, but yeah, exactly that. That it was seen as something worse than actually having Nazis in your cabinet, oh, like Kadrin Adenauer uh, yeah, had and shit like that. So I mean, you have to think about from that mentality that then that's the worst thing that you could you can be in Germany still today. I would I would even argue. Yeah. And now with like I mean, this weekend is is, um, what's it called? Tag der Deutsche Einheit. Of you know re reunification day three uh three years thirty years yeah thir thirty, 30 years. years of Germany like still not knowing what the fuck is going on with half of its country yeah. and I but, think that then the more uh the more critical these voices become within then I mean because there's a lot of people now on reunification day here protesting on reunification day being like yeah no this kind of this kind like of sucks no 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 not not even then but there's there's anti Nazi protests yeah, on reunification yeah. day. Yeah. For the reason of that, mm -hmm. you know, um, there's a there's there's like Germany still has not addressed that they haven't that they never addressed re reunification properly and that it destroyed half the country yeah. and has made also the West like weirdly poorer within certain classes of society. Yeah. And I think then that what comes into then this next portion of it, what Rob was then asking about then the activism, activism stuff like that, yeah. is that then. I do legitimately then think that at the same time, while there maybe is a possibility SPD to maybe possibly reclaim itself as some identity of a socialist party, mm. I think the overwhelming reality currently right now is that that's not going to happen. Yeah. And a massive push from outwards has to be the only thing that then will change yeah. that. And I think that we have seen that, weirdly enough, in the formation of a party in Germany that's very unlikely with the Greens because people aren't voting Green as members. They're voting yeah. Greens... As, as a movement, as yeah, an activist. Yeah, as Friday for a Although it is bad. People. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. vote. <laughs> and although that no other party, like, because <laughs> there, like, there's no other party that then has taken yeah. up a, you know, green, I mean, 
yeah, okay, like, does the D Link have a better green platform than the mm. Greens? I would argue yes. But to the average yeah. German voter, they're going to see green and be like, I want to be active. I like that color. I like that color. <laughs> that means environmental. environmentalism. Yeah. yeah I'm going to yeah. vote for them. But My I don't. kids will talk to me again. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's like, see, son, daughter, I voted. I vote, like, I'm cool. I'm hip. Unfortunately, it was, it was I yeah. I for Kretschmann. Isn't that good? Oh, cool? oh, <laughs> but don't you think... Um, we kind of conflate. Maybe there's just a Berlin thing, but it's it's almost like I mean, it's almost like red, red, green is the philosophy of these people. That like there will be this like in just the right balance, there'll be SPD in there, green in there. Yeah. All your favorite Avengers are at the party, like, and then like <laughs> oh, D, D, hell yeah, D Link is like Hawkeye or something. They're like they're they're they're, they're, they're too, but like you love them all, but then you also have your favorites in the coalition. Uh, Isn't that how people approach it? I know it's a yeah, Berlin thing, yeah. but like that's also maybe part of the. I mean, everyone made fun of like uh, Democrats being like, "I like Warren the most," but then Bernie's second. It's like only one can win, asshole. Like they represent <laughs> different different vehicles for political change. Yeah, and I guess yeah. within a parliamentary system that is slightly different because you can it is, perfectly it, it, have exactly, that. but yeah. it does lean a little bit on the like, I just want everyone to get along who's on the right side of things, mm. and then yeah. they just kind of tack them all together. I just think that approach tends to center and prioritize like these parties existing like as parties like they're these like different ice cream flavors you choose from and you're just p getting the right combination on on your cone rather than seeing as fluid things or vehicles or something that can be you know what i mean just a tool to be used for yeah some, for some general political purpose i think i think that that's absolutely true within when i think the parties recognize this probably better than we do now that i think about it because yeah, ruling class always has a better marxist analysis than that. yeah <laughs> because look at them the sense of how like the organizational wings of like the spd and the cdu are they have massive like forces of of you know uh like like, like i mentioned the sense of how the spd is very much in, entwined with the the labor union the big labor unions in germany like the individual members of that party uh, of, of of the labor unions may not vote SPD, but the people that they're continuously lobbying towards are the SPD. Like mm -hmm. they have probably the most influence in the SPD. <laughs> Maybe some within like Die Linke who will like come to like you know do with conferences or whatever. But the Die Linke doesn't have nearly as much power in German politics as the SPD does. And regardless if the SPD is completely against them, like their wishes half the time. Like, look at them, this the sense of the corona protests that are happening. Not the bad ones. The ones from, um, like, uh, uh, workers in the medical field and whatnot who are protesting mm -hmm. for higher wages. The SPD's not going to fucking listen. <laughs> like, they're just going to so, be like, we need to clap for you a little bit harder next yeah. time, okay? So, what do we think then? How much influence do protests have? Or, like, does organizing, uh, like, außerparlamentarisch, or, uh, like, out of the parliament like activism how much influence does it actually have on politics i think it could have a lot but i also think protesters are self um what's the word um they're constraining themselves from the beginning like we're doing this for this reason or to get media attention yeah. i was just at a big yeah. protest last weekend and it's like oh well we got the media to listen or we got this to happen mm. and it's sort of like God, I understand that we're all just trying to stay positive, but like, if that's the only thing we're going for, like, fuck, man, yeah, <laughs> I'm no, moving no, to yeah. a cabin in the Arctic. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, definitely. fundamentally. So you mean more I, like performative, think, like protesting? No, it's not performative. It's just oh. they're like. I mean, it's it's the difference between um, the people, rec like, mm. making a claim for like on behalf of some state or government that's mm -hmm. going to give them what they want mm -hmm. versus people you know gradually realizing their own power as the you know the formation yeah. of the 
proletariat and how all that goes in theory. Like people realize like, oh, like we are the the force of, um, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the political force. And of course you can't get um, to, um, what's the word? You can't get too ahead of yourself, yeah. but that needs to be at the back of your mind that this is the whole point of this. The point isn't to get the SPD to listen to you. The point is yeah. to over the, to have a revolution. Yeah, yeah you know exactly. I mean? And so people, <laughs> you got it. I don't care. I know you don't need to talk about it. It might yeah. sound cringe to talk about it, but if it's not in the back of your head somewhere, yeah. we literally are not yeah. on the same page. <laughs> so, somewhere yeah. in Yo, there. Yeah, Rob, somewhere. Rob, so Rob just I, built different. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I, I mean, they knew it, that already. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think um, that protests are like. Sometimes I think when I when I look at all, everything that fucking happened now in in parliamentary uh, politics or like in electoral politics and how far we have not come with that. I think like protest is very, you know, and organizing not in, in, in a party system is very crucial for what we are doing. And as you said, like, especially when you have a goal. <laughs> I feel that the note, it also too comes into the sense of maybe how protest is done in Germany and compared to yeah. protest in other countries. Because pro, like, I mean, I'm just thinking of the sense of like, like Italians literally got Berlusconi to step down. Yeah. From mass you have that protests. in other countries as well. Yeah, but ger- like that would never, ever, ever happen in Germany. No. Like it just, no. I mean, not that then I'm saying that there should be mass protest against Merkel to, to have her step down. you have to register your protest, first of all. What? You have to register your protest. <laughs> exactly. And you have to register your strike. And I think strikes are fucking like uh, uh, magic. This is like, like <clears> workers... <throat> That's the power. It's the magic power exactly. of, of yeah, well, the even, working class. Even, yeah. even starker than protest, because a protest yeah. can be like, oh, we had a fight and we made up. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah. Th- yeah. This is kind of clear in the discourse. Sorry to keep referencing the U.S., but the general strike. And people yeah. are like, we need a general strike. And it's like, yeah. bro, if you have a general strike, you better have fucking won already, because otherwise you're all getting murdered. <laughs> like, yeah. That yeah. means you just yeah. want to win. And yeah. so like, that's good to tell yourself. Yeah. But like, and, the, and that gets at the fundamental power that yeah. a strike has yeah. of different degrees. And so, yeah, if you're registering it, then it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Then you're not really <laughs> yeah. striking. This yeah. is, and I think, I, th- I think that there is like a legit... I'm going to have a gun, but I'm not going to put any bullets in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I'm just going to look cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think though, like, I mean, exactly that. I just think, and looking at historical examples of general strikes normally mm-hmm. end up very brutally, you know? Yeah. Well, it is, so it is, it is, it is a it massive is investment that yeah. you have to, investment, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it is, it is like an, a, a, a massive chance that you have to take yeah. of like, okay, um, uh, we're going to go on the street and we're just going to not work. You know, we're going to yeah. like declare for this and that and that. And how is the state typically going to react to that? It's like, you're going to get fucking back to work because yeah. you didn't well, register. Well, we murder your, you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> basically. Uh, that literally was how the Greek Civil War started. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I, I wasn't joking. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know why? Because if there's a general strike, you actually see what society runs on. On the people. On, on the people. Violence. That are, no, <laughs> the people, yeah, well... Um, this society, <laughs> but on the on the people, on the people that are working, on the people, you know, not on the on the on the politicians that are sitting there discussing if you might have a livable wage next year or not. Yeah. So if nobody's working, nothing works. <laughs> but I think the general, um, I, I I guess maybe I've been dancing around the point a bit because there are people. Um, mostly like Antifa groups and people who are like completely anti-parliamentary yeah. and so then they are the self-declared revolutionaries and of course they're not going to 
it's it will always lead to some kind of reformist yeah, or compromise yeah. if you try to operate within that system. And I think that I, I I disagree with that in the sense that you it doesn't make you less cool or revolutionary to tact. Maybe you've already lived through it all. Maybe you're older than me. You've been through more struggles than me, and you're like, it's never going to work. If you think so. Maybe I'm too I'm, I understand why, why you live in your little <laughs> squat. I wouldn't want to come outside either or like other than to go whatever, do my thing in the street, this and that. Mm. But I think to like, you know, tactically engage when necessary in this institution to try to change the institution, mm. like that doesn't mean that doesn't mean you're less revolutionary if like maybe maybe you feel that way. Maybe someone will yell it at yeah. you, but like you should be secure in your own path and, and the, the goal of your organization or your group or whatever yeah. you're doing that, well, we're going to give this a try. This might, be, this might yeah. reap some, you know, something beneficial. Yeah, I actually think, yeah, I, I agree because I actually, I'm, I'm not saying like politics don't do anything or joining a party doesn't do anything, especially when it comes to organizing. That helped a lot, you know, that built, there are people joining the left party, for example, people that, Uh, maybe more on 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 a communist side or something, and not actually into all of. I mean, the left has a communist uh, communist fraction, um, but I'm saying it doesn't necessarily have to be versus. You know, it doesn't have to be activism versus electoral politics or something. Maybe there is like a good way to do both, or kind of like work with like with a certain strategy and work both. <laughs> not work both sides because that sounds. <laughs> I know what you, <laughs> you mean. You know what I mean. I think yeah. what I'm trying to get at is you have people. You have a discourse, let's say, mm. of people who are very. Um, it causes some trouble because some people are like, "You're not being realistic," or conservatives say that maybe you are. Yeah, you want a general strike now, or you want to abolish the police, mm -hmm. or you want open borders, or you. I don't know, any claim like that. And then people are like, oh, uh, are you crazy? The, the kids these days want open borders, whatever, you know, mm. some conservative politician yeah. or somebody will say that. And you have this group who say all these things. And then either you're going to get this X, Y institution to like, okay, we agree. We're going to defund the, we're going to abolish the police mm -hmm. or something. And then it's sort of like, are you happy with just that institution saying that? Because yeah. on the one hand, you have something that's a, like a, I don't even want to call it a long-term goal because if those things happened, you would get everything you want. Like, mm -hmm. like it's like it's not like you can abolish the police and keep like really and keep everything in place, or no, you can not. have a general yeah. strike yeah. and then everything goes back to normal like yeah. right yeah. after. Like, if those things happen, and I understand in this state of like politicization, people, it's almost like a strategic thing. Like, yeah, I'm talking about communism. People don't understand it, but they can understand that open borders would be better, a better society yeah. than the one we live in. You know, mm -hmm. and so people grasp onto that. But then on the one hand, you have all of this, which is this kind of projection and riling everyone up and getting people together, building the, trying to like expand the imagination or something. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, you have people who want to uh, work in institutions or do anything really political, then all these things go out the window and then, mm -hmm. okay, we're just going to um, you know, work within the SPD and vote this way and harm reduction. Mm -hmm. And they're just, it's, it's just strange to me that there's such a gulf between those two because it's not yeah. like one is inherently yeah. more professional or formal yeah. or realistic yeah. than the other. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> and true. so there needs to be a certain synthesis where people, under, where, where people outline what the, the strategies are to move forward and what, I don't know, what mm -hmm. you can keep dreaming or talking or you know, connecting with people or whatever it might be to whatever this kind of political, I don't know, inspiration, agitation is. Mm -hmm. Those two things can exist hand in hand, like side by side. But right now, it's split along a different 
division. Yeah. I thought I was going to be more clear in that answer, but I feel ah, like okay. I was less clear. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I just want to say one thing quickly about the the quote, the long march through the institutions, which comes from famous German leftist Rudi Dutschka, which is fascinating to me because I don't know everything. I actually don't even know the context of when exactly he said it, but like, it's fascinating to me because I read a lot about him because I'm trying to understand the left the the uh, left wing in Germany from basically the 60s to the 80s. That's my academic work and like he, he he never talks about that i think he said it once and it's like i read his diaries Everyone knows his, quote. his speeches <laughs> but like he never talks about that like he's a typical like european leftist who are like we're trying to rediscover the historical essence of marxism yeah. like yeah. the freezing of history and like we're like history yet history still moves on and marxism is the tool which was given to the people as a way of understanding like the development of, of human historical consciousness. That's what they're talking about. They never talk about the institution <laughs> shit. That's yeah. a quote they say. I don't know. Just funny to me <laughs> that that that's like that that's like a go-to quote that everyone knows. I don't. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, Probably that just sounds like really just typically German left though. <laughs> like what the march? Or what? No, the everything else around it. Just his like attitude towards towards all that stuff just sounds like where the German left has just been like internally like this very like you know academic method of looking at the world, yeah. Where it's like I think that then something that then is is really empowering with then when Marxism has you know like it's it's the you know third worldist anti colonial push is that then like that's probably a more like realistic on the ground version of Marxism, of just, like, of, yeah, like, and maybe it's in the sense of, like, because they have, like, nothing to lose, more so than I think, like, Western countries is like, yeah, I'm kind of cushy living in this, like, weird social democratic thing, but when you're, like, being bared down by imperialism more so than other countries, it's kind of like, well, like, this weird U.S.-backed dictatorship is, you know, god-awful, like, might as well, you know, try to do something different. Yeah. And maybe like the, 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 um, maybe there's a bit of Orientalism behind that in the perspective. Maybe there is just in the sense of like that there is, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like just a, 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 a perspective of that then like how much do you have to lose? when you're already part of a colonial or, or an imperialist project that then is probably different when you're at the core of the imperialist project, you know? I understand completely why the students were obsessed with the third world because like from the, and, and people say like, oh, it's projection or exoticizing, but like that's kind of like the whole point of the third world idea. Like the yeah. French mm -hmm. guy who coined the term yeah. literally called it the third world because they were like the third estate. And in mm -hmm. the coming changing of the world, they're going to be every, they're going to take over. Like, and it was this you know this weird kind of racial panic. Yeah. Bit. Mm -hmm. But then of course they're like, damn, everything sucks. Nothing's changing. Like you know this real emo shit. And it's like, well, out there in the third world, something's changing. So like, what? Yeah. I just want to. Can I get some of that? Can, can, you yeah. know. Yeah. The thing it, I just don't understand though is why it like became so attractive in Germany. Where in the United States, I can completely understand it because you do have you have you have far more you know quote unquote third world conditions in the U.S at the underlying structures of what but that's, the that's why States. lots of groups called themselves like third like, no of course that's what i'm saying the is that yeah. then like in the u.s i, I understand it was just as popular what? i mean maybe not as popular but it was quite popular for the same reason no that's what i'm US. saying in the yeah. u.s i understand that perspective a lot more because the conditions in the united states are much more common to that than of a third world you know thing than that in germany 
where there really is, I mean, for, for the most part up until very recently, like Germany was just a white European country, well, you know? It, it, I think it has, well, I, I wouldn't say that it had to do with any like circumstances in Germany. I would more say, more so say that it had to do with Germany being divided and Germany also, um, but you know, there was this whole thing. You lived in the West and you kind of like were sympathizing with the, with the East, like from throughout um, the West. And also, you were the generation where your parents were involved in, 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 in the Nazi shit, you know? So you try to kind of, like, have a different identity than, than your parents who were, like, Western Germans, for example, then thought, yeah, BRD, that's a shit. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. The way I look at it is that the thing that everyone on the left talks about, and now this is even, like, left liberal talk, everyone talks about the like end of history. And Fukuyama, mm. you fucking idiot, you tried to say it was the end of history? <laughs> wrong bitch yeah, exactly <laughs> and it's like was he wrong or was he just trying to like declare victory and stab a flag of course he was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. wrote that yeah. in like yeah. 1989 and, but, but it's yeah. much easier for people to to think like oh they, i can't believe they tricked us with this end of history <laughs> stuff now yeah. but then they didn't call it the end of history but they called it the end of ideology and yeah. stuff yeah. in yeah. post-war exactly. and it's way harder to make that argument over people when they're like are you fucking kidding me it's 1960s in Europe there's like fucking yeah. revolutions going on all over the world yeah. and like and there's a big there's wall being built between East and West Germany like yeah exactly the argument doesn't take as well so yeah. then people are still like well fuck you we're gonna find history and yeah. they find it, I and think it. it. <laughs> but now you know it's kind of easier to make the argument if people yeah. bought it yeah Definitely. I think too, like probably just the biggest difference of that, which is just the most obvious, is that then you don't have half a block of the world that then is like actually socialist, regardless of what your definition of socialism is. You could then look to the Soviet Union or China or Cuba or whoever within then, you know, this, you know, world sphere of influence sort of thing, and be like, yeah, like I see them, they see me. And we're both more or less kind of on the same page. Like there was a massive amount of coordination between leftist movements in the West in general, not just in Germany or mm -hmm. the United States, of having massive amount of connections to the Soviet Union or, you know, to certain groups here and there, regardless if it was like clandestine methods or just simply solidarity, you know, and that doesn't really exist today. You know, you can't pinpoint then as like an activist group or whatever, there's nothing that you can pinpoint to then more of what your idea then is looks like or what it strives to other than that it's something different and it's, it's the future where I think in the sixties, seventies and maybe like not really the eighties, but you could point to either the second or third world and be like, this is what we want to do as well. Mm -hmm. And I still think that that's, you know, not bad if you wanted to point to those struggles, you know, in, you know, context historically and be like, yeah, no, it may have not worked, whatever, this and that and that, but it's at least like something to then strive for. Different towards. world is possible. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think that's, I agree, but I would, maybe this is my own idiosyncratic reading of it, but I think even more important than like the actual facts and the facts on the ground, like, oh, they organize society this way. Like, mm -hmm. I, I still think that that's kind of a, like, literal, almost, like, technical reading of different ways to organize society. And it's much more of, like, this, not esoteric, but this way of being, like, man, nothing's, like, we're on the down, like, things are just going to get worse here, which I think a lot of people would resonate with today. Like, this kind of... uh fear of the future or this kind of like dread like oh fuck shit's gonna get worse and i just want to be on like the side that's like 
doing something exciting or new or has who recognizes that this shit's fucked or something. Mm. And more than that, more that feeling and that just is was more powerful for people. And that's why it was very broad. But that's also why it could so easily like people like oh why there are a bunch of the 60s people in Germany are right wing today and, and this or that because it wasn't about a specific list of plans. It was more like, well, we care about like fucking living you know in a Mm -hmm. in a self-conscious way in a in a political way and actually like being able to having agency over the stuff that happens to us in our lives a fundamental marxist concept Mm -hmm. yeah but it's also vague enough in the current context to mean kind of anything and so then people that's why that's why there's so much split like there's such a splintering of or why they seem so fucking lame when you you see six people today I, I, i guess the thing that then i'm trying to say it is that then like you have the so the example then of of yesteryear of that you could like point to them these international you know to these to these struggles and you know show solidarity you can't do that with china you know like china although it is a socialist country is not a beacon of socialism for the world it's like kind of depressing but it does for some people it is a beacon of the future and oh there's technological change and all these things so in that way i mean i do wish that the west became more like china I have an interesting... Okay, so my friends and I were talking about this the other day. So why, right now in the U.S., the number one fear, and this is the U.S., but generally I think it applies to other places, so just mm-hmm. fill in where, where possible. The number one fear in the U.S. now is about the anarchy and the anarchists taking over. Yeah. But for basically since 1919 until 19... Probably even after the wall fell, it was communism was the fear. Yeah, mm. and I think, and of course, in some people's heads, they don't know the difference. You know, I'm imagining a yeah. nerd teenager being like, "There's a difference between communism and anarchism." <laughs> but like, just thinking about like, yeah, in the fucking lumpen reactionary um, American mind, they're like, "Those communists out there, those anarchists out there, they're coming to they're they're, they're bad. They're bad news, folks." Mm. And it's significant. That of course China kind of appears a little bit as like a threat to the U.S., but I think anarchy is the more powerful drive it or the the more powerful like bad guy because mm-hmm. that is the state people live in. Communism, with the fear was they're going to do it better than us. They got to space before us, yeah. and you know, it's a race. Yeah. And that fundamentally apply uh, that fundamentally implies like kind of a race or forward progress, and we're both progressing forward, mm-hmm. and we just have to do it better. Yeah. Our system and the anarchy implies stasis. They're just going to yeah. tear everything down, burn it. Like and that's what people criticize us. Yeah. Tear everything down, own, take it all down within yeah. your own state. Also within actually, your own state. Yeah. yeah, I think communism operates that way too because people I are know, like you're course, on the inside. Of course, I'm just saying because it was focused before, like on on other states that were already yeah. communist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when it came to the Cold War, but, ele- at least. Mm-hmm. So that's one of. But I, yeah, I, I think you're. I think that's a good point. I think that it's also tied to like even the idea of like terrorists who just want to blow stuff up. You can't mm-hmm. be reasoned yeah, with. They yeah. just want to boom, tear it all down. Yeah. And that I think the fact that that is a more powerful narrative now, I think, reflects the fact that there isn't any kind of forward drive mm-hmm. or progress. Yeah. It's all just like fucking keeping my the yeah. dragon sitting on its big pile of gold coins. <laughs> the <laughs> dragon blowing, China. Blowing fire on anyone yeah. who's trying to come close. Yeah. And I think that's significant for understanding any kind of political uh, program going forward. And I do think that the kind of fucking corny ass esoteric bullshit that the 60 people were on yeah. is kind of useful to get people to overcome this end of history feeling that, you know, something you can dream again it's not all just like 
being depressed on one side or the other, oh, yeah. you know, whether it's cool, it's good to burn it down. It's good to go ape shit or, <laughs> or you got to like reconcile yourself to the system. That's oh. my humble opinion. Okay. I, I think, mean, I think, uh, I, I'm, I'm too tired to do it now, but maybe the listener can, yeah. can connect that back to what we were saying earlier about institutional <laughs> versus, uh, yeah. <laughs> protest well, politics. Yeah. I, th- yeah. That, I, I, I think <laughs> that there's just a perfect, um, like, what yeah like what does your average american fear more than anything it's the it's the the riots and protests coming to them mm. you know there's always there's yeah, always yeah. the fear of I'm more the, scared of ms13 than china yeah you know like no, china's like yeah yeah. That's why it's so funny in, in the EU or like or in Germany too when they were like what side would you rather be on China or the US? They're like, "Oh, China seems cool." Like yeah. <laughs> they're what? they're these doing they're doing cool stuff, you know? <laughs> and so it does it's not quite the same role, but the big bad wolf at the door it's I think anarchy. now is anarchy. Yeah. And I think that's significant. And yeah, not like but I think it's really funny though too with the with the China thing as well because it really is just kind of um yeah, it's it's just trying to force a, a you know a, a a round screw in a square peg of this old method of thinking that then has continuously just been repurposed. Of like, see, there's a scary communist country that then's out there, mm-hmm. you know, woo, 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 what are you gonna do about it? And I remember even like lectures like at university, I'd be like, yeah, I don't really like if if China had more influence. I think that would probably be better for like the global sphere, just because like how China does. You know, I've talked on the show before, like how China like extends credit and stuff like that is not as horrible as the World Bank does. You know, how China kind of goes about the world, um, not really caring what your nation does, may actually be better than just like full blown like imperialism. I don't care about your purity politics, if you don't get out there and support a flawed candidate like China against America imperialism, <laughs> I mean, you yeah. are you are yeah. aiding you are aiding the destruction of the world. Okay, yeah. so hold your nose and vote for China. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm writing in Xi Jinping, but I mean, like, like it's just really like I mean, and aside from that, like that's just like that is all I care about China. That like, yeah, the like the way they do their 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 infrastructural programs is sick like we could do that too probably and when you mention that then in like a class that then just heavily driven by this dumb liberal idea of how the world's mm-hmm. it's like but they're they're a communist authoritarian state i'm like yeah but i just don't care about that i really don't give a fucking shit they're not i still think the u.s is worse <laughs> like but it isn't there's nothing more to china than for that other than you know that they do a few things cool. Like there's no idea that China's projecting. I'm not just being like, yes, and this is why socialism with Chinese characteristics will become <laughs> the thing that then governs all international uh-huh. leftist uh-huh. movements. Like I I do think there's a big amount of critique when people then go and say, like, okay, well, you know, China really isn't socialist and that okay, fine, fair. Debate to be had. They're also not actively like, you know, trying to uh, tie themselves to like American left wing movements or whatever, like the Soviet Union was like very actively mm. doing, and really like that yeah. that that very weird like I Atlantic never, yeah, article yeah. or whatever that was like Russia has been doing this since the sixties, and it's like you know trying to dismantle the U.S. and it's oh, like, but on, what they were doing what? in the sixties was actually cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> but they wrote that seriously. Yeah, there's a really weird why, Atlantic why do people article. People always equate Russia with the Soviet Union. Uh. How many stupid? times do I have to tell people? <laughs> Not enough, apparently. Yeah. 
but no but yeah you, you don't have like chinese um like agents coming to you saying like yeah i'm gonna support your your uh, at least i didn't have i anyone. mean the soviet union was throwing <laughs> money at anything that would stick like mind yeah. you like they had they had money for fucking like the dumbest shit like i don't know china you're richer than the soviet union ever was or probably ever could have been come on throw us some of that money i'm asking you you xi jinping i have all huawei stuff i'm already there i'm already halfway there you know a little bit of money here for you know political insurrection a little bit of money there for for you know psyops we're waiting you know we we asked putin he gave us a villa you know Wait. <laughs> That's why Rob is always in Italy. Don't you remember? <laughs> All right, can we wrap it up? I'm getting sorry. Yeah, 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 it's fine. But yeah, so what's our conclusion on activism? Nothing. There is no conclusion. Okay, so it was just like a conversation. It was. Yeah, we the original plan of an episode kind of fell through. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's something that I I've been preoccupied with, thinking about people getting. Uh, and what are you gonna do? Act the fool. That's a good question. Join join the Greens. Listeners, vote in the poll below what Yulia should do. She is legally bound to do what the majority vote is. (laughs) Oh, shit. Actually, that's what we did on Hype 10. It's in the Patreon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they have to. Like, they pay money, so they they get to decide what you do. I mean, there are people who just joined Die Linke because they think it's an important time to actually organize and channel, as I said before, left-wing you know, different kinds of left-wing politics and beliefs and, and activism, so... Yeah, I do um, think that then if, if there is, and then maybe this is just me being naive and stupid, but I do think if there is any party that then will probably have have to have the biggest transformation mm-hmm. internally within it in order for then their policies to maybe potentially happen mm-hmm. would be Delinka because they're having a massive uh, identity crisis currently. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah Oscar Lafontaine. Yeah. Just, yeah. So relatable. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like me. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you're speaking about the link. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. There There's was two this. wolves inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> one that's a socialist, one of them that's just a One brown. is Katja Kipping, one is Bernd Yeah, I mean, they just had this problem right now with Oscar Lafontaine hanging out with uh, Zaratin and kind of like supporting some of that. Uh, some of his uh, wait wasn't it no 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 we were thinking huh? of of what's his name who's our our wonderful mass bull boy in uh tuning in um, oh uh, Bodo. Bodo. Yeah, Bodo, Bodo, Bodo. Bodo. Yeah. yeah i don't yeah i mean you yeah. know like i said a reformer with results <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah there's some yeah there are some issues with delinka um that's why I'm not in the party. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that Dilinka like like kind of drank too much of the Kool Aid that was going around in the uh, the beginning era of the AFD, being like, see, like they just want to be racist and they're also working class. I'm like, yes, we can do that too. Like the older <laughs> yeah, exactly. generation of the party was like, I can, I can, you know, you know, I can bust a move and, and throw a slur around, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's been a while, a little out of practice, but you know, I can. <laughs> stretch you know <laughs> yeah and i think that then i i think that the younger generation is obviously much better at at um addressing that you can have left-wing politics still address the working class mm. um maybe actually they don't now that i now, now that i'm reflecting on this that it is um 
like maybe probably that critique then comes like you guys are just too like much into identity politics and this and that and that mm. and there has to obviously be a way of like wrapping that up I mean, into both but which like Dilinka can do yeah just maybe avoid the racism. Yes. <laughs> just, just a bit, and maybe you know, uh, not having to, uh, you know, hang out with, uh, with maybe card carrying fascists. Yeah. This is maybe one of my most lib opinions, but I do think that quote unquote identity politics would be more fruitful in Germany than in the U.S., for example. Oh like, yeah. In the U.S., mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you're just aiding the establishment. Like Obama yeah. can be a right, you know, right wing, you know, black president who yeah. you know does empire and stuff. And of course, that's always true in theory. But the question is always, is it true in this specific case right now? And I do think, like, man, Germany's got some lingering like white uh, <laughs> white <laughs> empire shit, and like it kind of would be a blunt object to like do a little identity politics to crack that up it's a tactical question it's obviously not the like magic (laughs) solution to everything like oh finally we have diverse uh uh, but i just think given the conditions in germany now that would foster better like more fruitful change than i don't know the united states or some other place where it's like it's more like that's not going to do shit i I think that 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 simply just goes into the fact that that most germans like don't have contact to anyone else who then just like isn't like them like, yeah, I mean, we're speaking um, out of the sense of context of Berlin, where it's like yeah. everything's, you know, international and multiculti and everything like that. And in Berlin, obviously, yes, it's a front for bullshit. But mm-hmm. I do think I, I do agree with you that then maybe like in because um, this was a project mm-hmm. tried during in the East. You can like call it identity politics now mm-hmm. or today, but like exposing, you know, people in the East to then people from, you know, other communist countries and whatnot mm-hmm. being like, hey, you know, see, like, we're not together. too different, yeah. you and I, but we are different because of, you know, our cultures yeah. are different. And that there was an active attempt of trying to do that. I mean... Yeah, that stuff's fascinating. Um, I mean, it, it builds in... I, I'm, of course, fascinated by it because a lot of it's based on this, like, temporal, progressive idea of the world. Mm-hmm. So, like, for yeah. example... There were writers in Hungary who would be like, Cuba, we're just like them, but, you know, we're 50 years ahead, so, you know, you got to listen to us because we're ahead of you. But we're the same, you know, yeah. this kind of, like, back and forth, like, or, I mean, it wouldn't be 50. No, no, 1919, 1950. Yeah, I think yeah. that's when they, you know, I mean, there, how there, they there is identity politics, sorry, in, in the German left. If you read any Tats article, yeah. <laughs> so I, it's not like it's not I know, there. I, I just, I know, I just feel but, like it, I don't want to be as dismissive of it here as I am in, in the American context. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Like I said, yeah. flame me, please. Oh, but Do I mean, worst. like, but, <laughs> but again, you're talking about then Tats is writing from then the identity, identity politics perspective that then is in a metropolitan, I would say quite American yeah. influenced perspective okay, of, yeah, of, true. of yeah, identity yeah, politics. That's true. Yep. Where, let's say that then, you know. So what kind of, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I think just basically exposing Germans to people who aren't them is oh, probably the first Yeah, thing. yeah, that's, that's very important. I mean, you still have, like, every kind of German, like, white German saying Ausländer to everyone who, who, yeah. who I don't know, has darker features or anything like that than, than they have. Yeah. So, basically, you can be born in Germany, you can be raised in Germany, whatever, or you're still called Ausländer by Germans. Yeah. Look like, at, by, I mean, by, like, white... I'm very curious of, like, what's the makeup of German unions? Like, it probably is still mostly white and pr- mostly predominantly male. Hmm. I mean, 
that would be a question for a different day. Yeah. But that could be maybe a place to start with in the sense of like German unions getting out and then actually then trying to get people. I mean, you know, Germany has these, I don't know if you guys have seen these really weird, like someone who's really good at this is Amazon in Germany where they have these commercials that are like, I came from Syria and I'm part of Germany now and you know, this and that and that. And I'm really proud to be in Germany and I work at Amazon you know, Amazon can do that. Why can't a German union do that? <laughs> like that, like you have the perfect, you have a map literally in front of you of how to then make, you know, how to then make yourself an international coalition that then actually represents workers. And I have not seen a single thing, a single push from the German unions, given I don't know them very well, to then be like, you know, actively then taking support from the people who are new in the country of like, hey, we're going to protect your rights as well. Maybe they don't want to. Maybe that's part of like a weird, you know, agreement that they have. But that's identity politics, then, is it not? Like, I don't know. And that could definitely work in the sense of, of, you know, having, I would say, probably a more radical push towards a less white German state than the push that we're just seeing now of, like, you know, Amazon doing it because they can charge them cheaper labor, you know? Or this weird identity thing of that then like, see, we have Turkish people. And then they just like play into like the most horrible stereotypes of like, they're all gangsters. They're all this, they're all that, you know, it just kind of seems like a, a play at that point of, of, you know, some really racist cartoon of like from like the sixties or something like that. Whenever you look at like the, you know, multicultural initiatives from like the city of Berlin you know, like it's just kind of like the person who then is represented is just like the caricature of what you would imagine of this person looking like, you know. Uh, Germany, do better. <laughs> this has been the lib hour. Sounds pretty simple. <laughs> do better. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, so what are you going to do, Yulia? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm still thinking. <laughs> I mean. I, 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 I don't know what I'm going to do either, so you're fine. Cool. This is the reason that then we have a show so we can just vent out these opinions and then mm-hmm. never act upon them. <laughs> no, I mean, of course, I would still protest. And yeah, if I didn't have this show, I would just be going up to random people on the street and being and making jokes about how like the, the police Nazi chat it's like Twitter, you know, and then and then waiting for them to respond. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. What is what is Twitter dot com? See, it's like a group chat, but then when you get enough fire reacts then you know you're like oh this is gold <laughs> yeah um i guess that's it for this week <laughs> yeah sorry about just kind of an all over thing like i said we had we had something different plan that kind of fell through let's all right let's promote a few things first yeah get used to it because kieran's not here second of all <laughs> no 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 we have several things planned which we're excited about but i'm tired and busy right now they will be coming eventually um but we're going to try to do offset this with some informational stuff. We're going to squeeze in a bonus episode wherever we can. Yeah. You will just hear our voices more. Yeah. And I think, too, like the, the, the part of this reason that then this discussion came up, too, is I think the reason I've been like racking in my brain of it is because we have to prepare for Rob and I are giving a talk at Ooh. Die Linke Neukölln, which is in Wipperstrasse, so which mm. is near S-U-Bahn. S Uban Neukölln. Free whippets. Yeah, for free whippets for everyone who comes. Um, if I don't know the exact address of it, but it is 
October 22nd. And so Rob and I will be giving a discussion about the current state of the American left during the Ooh. election. Uh, it is all in German, uh, so you'll get to see uh, us two goofballs speaking in German. And Yulia oh. will probably be cheering us on, I hope. We're laughing at you. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we can do a whisper <laughs> translation if you want to show up anyway. Yeah, yeah I can do like... Uh, Simultaneously, yeah, you'll you'll be a dolmeter or whatever the hell the dolmetcher. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that question was always kind of has been in the back of my head the past week now, especially after the debate. So kind of just been wanting to air that out because I don't know how to react still about any of this. That's October twenty second. Yeah, information. More information to come. Yeah. Um, fourth mm-hmm. is speaking of the election. We will be doing a live Twitch stream of the election in the U.S. Rob will be doing it, and I'll we will. Be I will a, be doing it yeah. from your favorite. Uh, I will be doing it with my friend Ricky from your favorite mini podcast series. The revolution will not be televised. Mm-hmm. The place for whatever he calls it, I forget. Anyway, we're <laughs> going to be doing it together. I'll be yeah. in the number one anarchist jurisdiction, New York City, on the night of the election. And we wait, you're going to be in New York. Yeah. The, oh, oh. Well, it, well, I mean, hopefully, if my fucking plane goes, it's not that far away. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, no, 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 I thought you were joking. Look no, I will be there. He lives in New York, so just <laughs> oh. go do okay, it. Cool. And so then we okay. sit and do it in person. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll Skype uh, in. And everyone oh, who yeah, is, uh, I don't know how to do the Twitch graphics, but everyone who wants to call in is welcome. <laughs> it will be like, yeah. I mean, probably like 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. German time, the, the stream. Nice. I sleep the whole day and stay up all night. Yeah, I did that, but then Staying literally... night, streaming all. Wait. <laughs> literally, I did that in 2016, but then yeah. fucking Trump won. I had to go to work, and everyone's like, oh, look at your country, man. What's going on? <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Didn't we go to bed at some point or something? I and went then, to bed, and then and I then woke up at 4 And then we drank the next and then, day. We did yeah, day yeah, drinking yeah. I was the up next all day. day. <laughs> didn't yeah, do anything We were drinking work. the next day. <laughs> I, had, I had university the next day. And then I drink after university. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, just on the Twitch stream, since I don't know how it works, I plan to be doing a few practice Twitch streams in the weeks leading up to nice. it. So, what are um, you doing? <laughs> I don't know. Cool. I got to practice there. the graphics and dra- drive I the am, graphics yeah. on when someone calls, people calling in. So hey, Rob. <laughs> we're we're going to be doing <laughs> this that. This is me, uh, so Max. <laughs> get ready for that. If you're going to stay working, up, I've been maybe you're American, so tune in to us, twitch.tv slash Cornish um, and if you live somewhere else, stay up anyway. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk be about tired a bunch of stuff. Next day. <laughs> I've been working on a new character for the Twitch stream. Oh, please. Which is, Give um, us a little preview. Yeah, which is this a... Is uh, primo which, content. Yeah, yeah which All is right. a uh, uh, overly enthusiastic Biden supporter, but oh. they're from Staten Island. Hell yeah. Nice. From the, the greatest anarchist jurisdiction in the world, yeah, baby. Staten Island. <laughs> uh, it's just a guy who got really offended the other day when uh, apparently Joe Biden tried to connect the pieces that Trump hates Catholics, which is... <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it I'm not I mean that's that's just the bit so far um, you'll have to wait to hear the voice in action well who can forget Trump's famous leaked when he said uh, Catholicism is a shithole religion why don't we have more Protestants oh <laughs> yeah. he said it folks not me <laughs> so okay anything else to shout whenever out whenever that is November 3rd check out Twitch before then Nick and I are doing something live we'll have more bonus episodes Please keep listening. Please, please, yeah. please. 
Um, yes, and uh, I mean, we have Patreon still. If that's the thing, we'll do. We will be leaking photos of Kieran's baby to TMZ to help fund this <laughs> podcast. They've, they're offering offering us upwards of two thousand dollars. The, the famous German podcaster Kieran Dold. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, the baby is here. <laughs> do you have anything to shout out, Yulia? Um, no. No. Okay. Well, I just want to shout out Yulia really quick. Yeah. Cool. Uh, check out Yulia on Hype Scene FM when she's sometimes on there. Unrelated to our discussion. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> thank you guys if you did actually stick through with us. Uh, we will have, yeah, like Rob said, better, more planned out content of the weeks to come. But we also don't want to leave you hanging for, you know, the, the what, for, for Monday. And we will see you guys all next week. Take care. Number one anarchist jurisdiction in the world, baby. New York City. <laughs> Bye.